Welcome to the Take 92 Podcast. This is Sammy Warmhands. I am your host. And today I have my good friend from Double Dragon, the MC in the group. His name is Skeptic. And I am going to call him Chad because he fucking hates it when I call him Chad in public. So take that. No, but really, I love this guy. We had a really fun talk. Less about music sometimes. Um, but I think we needed it. I... I'm going to drop a word here real quick, three minutes on my cousin who passed away the night before this interview. So three minutes on that, and then we'll get into the skeptic interview. Before we get started on today's episode, I just wanted to, I don't really know, honestly. Uh, My little cousin, Hayden, who's 13 years old died last night from committing suicide. Uh, Last night, I was very much just kind of stunned, you know, with the family, and it seemed like a lot to digest. And, you know, if you've listened to my music, you know, I've had issues with, you know, depression and things, and, and his was just on another level and he had fought it for a long time as young as he was he just didn't see any other way out you know when I woke up today to leave for tour you know it was really hard to leave the family and it hit me it hit me pretty good it's been a really hard year this is the third family member I've lost in a row since January and the first one to suicide, especially so young, it's just um, my whole family's kind of confused and in shock right now. Even when you see the signs, you know, you, everyone does their part to help. And, you know, you think the doctors will get it there with medication or whatever. And I don't know. I decided that I'm going to perform Vacant Eyes every night on this tour, and I'm going to dedicate it to him. And so if anybody out there is struggling with this same problem within yourself, I implore you to talk to someone you care about, talk to a stranger, talk to anybody. It's not something that anyone should ever have to see to walk in and discover their loved one in that state. It's a, it's a terrible thing, and I feel really bad for my cousins having to deal with this. And They're very young as well. You know, everyone is very confused by it, it seems. And I kind of get it, you know. I get why at that age... Everything seems so big and impossible. And if you're already unstable, how much greater that challenge must be. I wish he had a another chance, you know. But anyway, um, all my love to uh, Jason and Ryan and Riley and... Uh, Rest in peace to Hayden. Back to the show. 
map. It'll work. These these preamps aren't the best. Can't push them too hot. Better preamp than pre-cum, you know what I always say. Wow. That's an interesting motto. (laughs) I'm not quite sure what it means. You know, me neither. I just say things most of the time. Saw you about a week ago for our tour, and you were kind enough to let me uh, sleep here today on my way to uh, my next tour, which, which... you and the Lobe Trotters are hosting next week. We're in the middle of a full circle moment. Yeah, we're in transition. Yeah, we're looping back around. Not quite there yet. Are you uh, excited about the the Oakland show? Oh yeah, definitely. It's, uh, I think it's going to be good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see just how many people end up coming out, but I think it'll be sizable for sure yeah it's kind of a unknown territory a little bit this tour you know normally a a rap show doesn't come with a movie and a movie doesn't have a tour yeah um but i feel like enough people have been talking about it wanting to see it it should be should be good you know everyone's been really anticipating the film for a while yeah definitely i wondered for a while if i was ever gonna get to see it like where and when and how many times it was gonna get shown me too (laughs) yeah yeah because i didn't see it until well after i had been like on the tour and the dates were being booked and whatever and at one point i was just like hey so um can i maybe not watch this for the first time immediately before going on stage because that might be a little yeah uh, a little much yeah a little much and uh brandon was nice enough to allow that um because i thought that'd be a bad idea for me i may not even i don't know how much i'll even be at the screenings i don't know it depends on how much i have to do you know i don't know if they'll be doing is all is all gonna be in the same room? Oh yeah, well for our like, show it's gonna be. Yeah. So I mean I don't know about anyone else, but I imagine they probably are. Yeah. Uh for us we're just gonna uh have chairs out there for the movie and then kick everyone out and move all the chairs out and stuff, so I don't do know. Do like I, a intermission thing? Yeah, yeah. Definitely gonna have to do that real quick. Can't really have like two hundred chairs out on the floor during a rap show. No. Doesn't, no, doesn't that's work. Not right. It didn't work in Seattle and that, it won't work. That's here. what I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> the last night of the rare form tour. It's like we got there and they actually went to the trouble of then setting up the tables and chairs in front of the stage. I'm like, hey <laughs> um uh no. Yeah. Had to ask three times. Yeah, they went, Yeah, sure, we'll take care of that and didn't and eventually it was like Hey, people sitting in these chairs while I'm playing. Let's move them ourselves. <laughs> Is that what you ended up it's doing? On a real show. Yeah. Yeah, like I grabbed I was like, "Hey, let's fucking get up." And like I I picked up a thing and like Carl and Brenna were sitting up front. 
uh, pushed their stuff out of the way, and people just started grabbing tables and chairs because nobody who worked there seemed interested in yeah doing that. Yeah, they were they weren't interested in doing a lot of things. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that was one of those shows. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the gradient episode uh, recap in the tour where. There were some places, you know, and this happens, uh, where we'd show up and, like, there's there's no flyer up or something. But that one was one where you show up and it's closed and there's no flyer. And there's and no there's a, sound guy. And there's a calendar. <laughs> and that date is blank. And you're just waiting outside for, like, a half an hour going, fuck, are they ever going to show up? And then they do. And they're like, here, run the sound. And then we were trying to figure that out, end up starting late. Then the sound guy shows up mid-show, like, poking with stuff, getting mad that we set it up without him. We're like, dude, what you, what's going on? You know, I will say in their defense, the calendar was not blank. They only listed the show after ours. Really? Yeah. I was thinking there wasn't even anything on that day. No, no, there was that show after ours and then that show in the other room. And I think both of those were listed, actually. So nice. to their credit, it was just us that was left out. Yeah, nobody likes us. <laughs> Can that be our next tour? The Nobody Likes Us tour? Yeah. You might have a hard time getting guarantees for that tour. I'll tell them it's ironic and then show up and be like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. Where's my money? You had a hell of a time booking this one. I did indeed. The Midwest is uh, a cruel mistress. <laughs> you think it's just because of the markets we were trying to hit are dried up? Or was it like that it was in August? Or was it that we just haven't played the areas enough to make the right contacts? I think it was a combination of the time of year and just like you said that we haven't collectively any of us played those markets really so like you know you'd played in minneapolis a few times and getting that show nailed down was easy but madison and iowa were yeah a lot more difficult because of that but madison was actually cool though yeah madison was good but it was just hard to book it was just hard to make happen uh tam odanku had our back the whole time on that show we just needed to find a place for it to happen yeah he was he was great Definitely a, a highlight of the tour. Was there like a cool place anywhere that that stood out to you? Like a place you hadn't been yet? I mean, it's kind of cheap to just go straight from Minneapolis, but obviously that that stands out. Actually, yeah, we yeah, I know you and I talked about that. That was a that was a cool thing. Yeah, because um, I remember when I got to go there for the first time and. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty heavy moment when you're, uh, you spend time with Kathy. You get, you know, go to the memorial bench mm-hmm. for idea, and um, you know, she showed you guys around the studio. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and it's raining on us the whole time, like yeah, right like after we right when Kathy. we showed up. Yeah. Yep. I think we in were, August. I think we were down in the studio, and uh, either Michelle or Kathy said that it was raining. Yeah, it was right after we had dinner. Um, you guys went downstairs, and I went to go grab a merch bin for Brady to load up for me. And right as I walked outside, it started coming down. 
And like my initial reaction every time was like, God damn it, I'm not even wearing it. Oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, oh, where am I right now? That's right. Interesting. Every time. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, we talked about that too on tour, how, you know, neither of us is really into we're both like basically anti-religious as you can get and then there'll be (laughs) things happening where you're like hmm that's interesting yeah and the rain thing definitely one of them and it continued to rain the rest of that night and i just you know couldn't stop thinking about the implications yeah i remember when we were broken down in a parking lot and we were worried about not only getting to that show that night, but getting out of town, like getting fixed soon enough to get out of town the next day. And um, we were like waiting for hours for AAA to even find a tow truck. And like uh, you guys were all leaving messages at different auto repair places, trying to find anyone who could fit us in. And it's like this whole thing. And, uh, and again, there was August in... Denver and it had been hot all day and all just, tour at that point yeah yeah actually the whole tour at, up to that point was like 95 degrees and then I was I was getting really irritated I know Doug was irritated you know because uh, he had been up early monkeying with the battery trying to fix it and um, we're sitting there and then just like out of nowhere it just goes from 90 to like pouring down rain, like hard. Yeah. And we just kind of looked at each other like, no, I don't believe in this either. No. (laughs) (laughs) And that, that was like right around the time that we finally found a tow truck too. Uh, yes, yes. That was actually, you're right. Because, um, that is when we all met back in the RV, the tow truck had pulled up. Like as it was happening, because we were waiting for Danny and and Gradient. Remember, they were like the stragglers. Yeah. But we were in it, and the guy is pulling up, and that that was when it. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. Again, to me, it's like, uh, it's a reminder, you know, just of how. How different my life is now because of idea, you know? Even if, however you want to look at it, because I like skeptic, am a skeptic. But I just, uh, those things happen. I can't ignore it. And it reminds me of the positive ripple you know, that a couple brief encounters had for years, you know. Yeah. For that to be my 10th tenth, tenth tour and finally circling back to there and um, and about to go on this uh, trip for the, uh, the documentary, you know, has significance, you know, every step of the way. You know, I realize, I mean, that's why there's a painting of him right by my front door so that every day when I leave the house, there's that reminder of dude who looked out for me, you know, 
And I know, I know you got some uh, some merch straight from the the E and A studio. Oh yeah, yeah. I came away with uh with three idea shirts actually. <laughs> that was that was nice. Got one at cost and a couple for free that I would have never expected, and that definitely made made my week. I would say. Yeah, you were pretty happy. Oh yeah, still am. Definitely gonna have to wear one of them to the premiere next week. Probably. Uh, the idea is a live shirt. Nice. Normally, I I pack to rep my friends on tour, and I totally just threw shit in a bag today and immediately left. <laughs> like I didn't. But you have prepare. But you have that double Reagan shirt, though, right? No, no. I get literally the, get just, out of my house. I literally just cleaned out a drawer <laughs> and threw it in. <laughs> I was like, is this 12 shirts? Yep, there you go. And so we'll see. I Coincidentally, in that stack, I noticed there's an Acid Jackson one. My friend Intellectual is in that group, and I'm staying with him tomorrow. So I'll probably wear that one tomorrow. But uh, I think that's the only one that I have that will make any sense on this trip. I just like to make, you know, I don't make people feel good. And so <laughs> if I can just any anything you can do put on a thing that makes them feel good. <laughs> if I can if I can just like barely do anything and you're into it then that's cool. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's cool that you're staying with him down there. Uh I didn't realize that's who you were going to be staying with. You guys going to go to the aquarium again? <laughs> uh probably not. I you think You should. I think we're just going to do a little dinner and and hang because I haven't seen him since then. That was a year ago. Um, but yeah, he's always been great. I mean, ever since my first tour, he's uh, invited me and whoever I was with uh, to come crash, and always been really hospitable. And even when we're not playing L.A. like this, I'm going to Phoenix, and he's like. Dude, are you coming down? <laughs> you know, let's let's get together. You know, I'll put you up for the night. Um, so I always appreciate having a, a regular place like that. It's awesome, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad for the sake of your sanity, you get to break this drive up so much. I know you don't really need any more stressors in your life than you already have at any <laughs> well, given time. Originally, this tour wasn't going to be broken up into multiple legs like it is right now because right now it's west coast and then there's a short break while they're doing a couple in um the greater minneapolis area without me just uh dj abilities and carnage and um and then they're they're doing a weekend in canada and then we meet up for the midwest leg but originally, uh, it was going to be a big cross-country, like, one one tour. That's why I cut ours short. I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to go on another big-ass thing? Like, I I can't. I can't do all this. Yeah. Um, and so, they wanted it to start in Chicago. On the original itinerary I saw, I was going to have to drive to Chicago. And that's even further. After our tour. Right? How far is it to Arizona? Like, a thousand miles? Um, I'm not really sure, um, 
honestly, but it's a it's a couple quick drives, you know, really. It's like I did today, which is nine, which is the worst of it. And then I'll go to L.A. tomorrow, which is less than that. And then I'll go to Phoenix the day of the show, which is less than that. So it gets easier, you know, as I go. But if I'm going east through all those cornfield states. Oh, yeah. There's nothing there, man. All that lovely, lovely corn. Yeah, I mean, all all that. Eastern Oregon, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, Nebraska. I mean, on and on. Hey, don't you dare hate on Wyoming. That's my favorite state to drive through. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Wyoming. Yeah. I was not looking forward to that drive, so I'm really relieved. And also, we were going to end in Salt Lake, and we ended up ending in Seattle. So it's, it's shorter. We're not covering quite as much ground. But I think breaking it up, we will. It's just going to be a lot more manageable. Like on the next one, I am going to have to drive out to like uh, North Dakota, I think, for the Midwest leg. That is going to suck. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, it's half as far as Chicago or two thirds, maybe, you know. So it'll be a lot better than than it could have been. And I'm back in my van. Yeah. Home sweet home. <laughs> yeah, right. And tonight I get to sleep in my familiar bed from the last tour. That's right. In the you, RV. You have the whole RV to yourself. I would still appreciate it if you don't wank in there. I don't do that. I'm a kind guest. I'm considerate <laughs> and stuff. I thought you just meant you don't ever do that. I was going to call shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've rapped about it before. <laughs> I don't doubt it whatsoever. I just Oh, no, you have. The yeah, hard that, part. The hard part, yeah. Yeah. I just got a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to discuss our uh, tour game. Okay. Because um, when I was driving today, I, like, I can't not see it now. <laughs> um, but... Doug's girlfriend, Kelly Ray, gave us the uh, the game premise. You want to fill them in? The anal game? Yeah, the <laughs> anal game. Just uh, every time we drove by a fellow RV, we would just affix anal to the front of their name, and it provided hours and hours of joy and entertainment. Yeah, so whatever the whatever Were the you taking notes? RV name was. Well, I was messaging her every time we saw a good one, and she would message me back. So I have this conversation that's pretty much nothing but these names. Here, let's let's trade off reading these. I still think that her first one is the best one, and that's anal fun time. But um, so here, anal swinger, anal fun time, anal vista, anal bighorn, anal cruiser air, anal Catalina. Anal wind sport. Anal Avenger. Oh, anal Avenger is hard to beat. But then you got names like Anal Overload. <laughs> that was a joke. She said this is giving me Anal Overload. Oh. But, um, <laughs> I uh, thought you no, just get so one. into it. But I, I took a picture of this one because it was unbelievable. Anal <laughs> Mini Winnie. I don't even, I don't even know. A- anal Leisure Craft. <laughs> That's an odd one. Anal Sundancer. Anal Hurricane. That's a very classy name. Yeah, I think I saw one of those today, actually. Where's the fucking... 
Oh, anal zinger. Anal zinger. That can't be real. Anal eagle. Anal tracker. Anal cyclone. I got cyclone and hurricane. <laughs> anal court jester. Anal comfort. <laughs> oh, I forgot. This one I took a picture of. This is this is the favorite one that I saw on the whole tour. Anal, anal intruder. intruder. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I think I just said I am the winner. Um, uh, anal I, momentum and anal ace. Yeah. I, you know, I saw one that was uh, completes the list. Uh, anal BJ touring cruiser. Oh yeah, we didn't write that one down. That one I should have taken a picture. That was. I was just looking out the window. It was like this. this I saw it too. This can't be. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think Doug was like napping or whatever. We just started yelling, I, and I he's like, "That's woke, not real." I think I woke him up. <laughs> Doug, man, the crow's nest. Anal BJ touring cruiser. Uh, I'm, I really have never been much for uh, uh, travel games, but that one is hours of entertainment. Oh, that's a good one. Weeks of entertainment, actually, because it it's. It's still going. It's still rolling. I, like, I haven't been writing them down because I was the only one in the car today. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't not see them. Like, it, it's like when, um, uh, like, you get a car that's, like, okay, in my case, I get a white van. And all so, of a sudden, you notice all the other pedophiles yeah. on the bus. <laughs> Shut up. You notice all the other uh, vehicles that that are like yours, you know. And so we do this trip in the RV and we play this game looking at them. So now like everywhere, even when I'm driving around my neighborhood at home, I like see one parked and I'm like, what's that say on it? Like people are going to think I'm crazy, like, <laughs> you know, slowing down, looking at their house or something. But I I just want to see the name on your RV. Everyone's just going to think you're an RV cat burglar. Is that a thing? It sh- should be. It I guess. seems like a really low bar to become a cat burglar. Just like, I climbed this ladder. That's acrobatic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we were talking about Gotham earlier. And um, I think they got a pretty good young Selena. Oh, do they? Yeah. She's the first thing you see on on the first episode. And I was like, what is this corny shit? But they actually picked a good uh, character for it. Who's the actress? She's a kid. I don't know. Oh. But, I mean, because she's, she's like Bruce Wayne's age on the show. I gotta I gotta I, know. I hadn't seen her in anything else. But, uh, yeah, she's a little badass. For some reason, I was thinking uh, Morena Baccaran from uh, Firefly, which is a show you haven't seen. Oh, no. But. Uh, there you go. I just realized she would be great as Catwoman. So someone make that happen at some point. Yeah, because cool. the listeners to this show are definitely people who yeah. work in Hollywood. Yeah, I would assume so, Sam. Know your goddamn fan base. My bad. My bad. But yeah, this chick looks like she could be a really good Catwoman. Yeah, she was cool. Carmen Bikendova, that's by the a, way. What? Yeah, that's probably not how you pronounce it, but that's phonetics for you. Fair enough. I saw this article yesterday that was talking about uh, the importance of teachers getting their students' names right. You see this? Oh, yeah. I kind of just saw the headline where it was like, your self-esteem can be shattered if your teacher can't pronounce your last name. Well, 
when I read the headline, I'm like, what the... F-? I mean, as with most things, I think, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> That's but, the, the first step <laughs> in deducing something for Sammy Warhands. Yeah. And then I, I read it, and um, it was about... Like, it centered around this woman named... I think it was Yi Wan. And she talked about how people had a hard time pronouncing her name. Um, and so she adopted the nickname of Winnie. I know of other Asian immigrants who use a Americanized name, you know, and I never really thought much of it, but like, it is kind of a fucked up thing that like no one here even like tries to understand like, what is it? Yeah. No, no, you're yeah. winning now. Yeah, you you won. That's not even difficult. Like, like each name all. is one syllable. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, but no, it couldn't do it. And um, I don't know. It's something that never crossed my mind that I actually thought, okay, maybe there's something to this. Yeah. It has nothing to do with music whatsoever. I don't know why I just went there. Yeah, you know. But I'm looking at your shit now. I'm distracted by your computer. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, oh yeah, internet world. Don't give Sam soda. Don't turn on screens in front of him when he's supposed to be doing shit. I and don't feed me after midnight. I was about to go there. Our brains. Too late, man. It's so weird. Too late. This happens all the time. We just like one of us gets on a train of thought, and then we both get to the station at the same time. There's a horrible pileup because we were on the same line, and that's why time zones were invented. Fun fact. <laughs> that's true. I wish that a blank stare could come through <laughs> on a podcast. I think it did. I don't know. I think it did. The truth will be in the editing when I listen to it later. I go, no, nah, that didn't play at all. All right, but for the record, my fifth grade teacher told me that that was true, so I'm going to go ahead and say that that was true still, what I said. What? Th- th- that's why time zones exist, because trains crashed into each other. Is that... I don't know how real that is. That... Take it up with Mr. Rivetta. I don't... Okay. I'll find him. Yeah. I mean, I got no Kick plans in the ass. morning. Kick I'll his find, ass. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? Oh, I wish I could remember. The, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> James Allen Bob? Yeah. Are, are you Steel Magnolia fan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something that is just comic gold to me when an adult man punches a child and that's fucked up i know that but like in that movie with jane silent bob are beating up these little kids for shit talking on the internet or like stepbrothers uh when they go back and fight the bullies at the oh, end yeah. in their helicopter yeah or like in cop out tracy morgan catches a kid stealing cars and the kid punches him in his dick because he's dick level and then yeah. Tracy's like on the ground in pain, and now he's dick level and punches the little kid in the dick. Like that shit probably made you just erupt or, with laughter. Or or like Will Ferrell in old school when he gets tranquilizer dart in his neck, and he's like through the kid's birthday party, and he like pushes a kid's like 
whole face and knocks him over before he falls into the pool. Like, I don't know why, but I get so much joy watching uh, a, a man attack children in a funny way. I think part of it comes from the fact that those little assholes are so used to having the world just handed to them on a platter. They get to, like, rule <laughs> the adults and do what they want. And then you just see Tracy Morgan punch a kid in the dick. And you're just like, yeah, kid, get used to it. That's life. <laughs> I I don't know about the first part, but the second part, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's great. I have a lot of small children in my family, so maybe I got a little personal there. Gotcha. I, I can't explain why it's so entertaining to me. I really have no reason other than it's just, maybe it's just the absurdity of it, you know, <laughs> of a 200-pound man and a 60-pound kid or something, you know. Because if it was real, it'd be really fucked up, you know. <laughs> yeah. But when you're watching Billy Madison and his drunk friend is like hosing a kid, you know, his face while he's crying in the <laughs> grass in the middle of a giant birthday party, like, there's just something great about that. I don't know what it is. You know, uh, I've away from me. I don't even know you. I've long you held okay. The, yeah, <laughs> I've long held the belief that you know comedy is mostly about shit that shouldn't be, and so in that case, you know, fits the description. Shouldn't be okay, but when they do it, it's hilarious. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's something about like we talked about with Dennis Leary, or like Larry David somebody doing a thing that's like an exaggerated version of the way you feel that you would never ever do you don't even agree with anyone doing it yeah but watching it happen on a fictional plane is great or like like when we're on tour and anytime you would say something that i thought was dumb and i was in the passenger seat i would just like mockingly go for the door handle (laughs) like i was gonna jump out on the interstate and in a like family guy cartoony way I just find that hilarious. I would love to be able to do the, these cartoon gags in real life. And just not destroy like punch, yourself on the freeway. Not like punch children, but like, you know, just jump out of the RV, <laughs> just do like, an 80. Um, <laughs> like, because you said something that I didn't agree with randomly. And, and then it cuts to the venue and you're there plugging in your laptop. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I, I noticed there was a point on Family Guy where they started to get more violent. But the way that they would do it was like in prior episodes, like if somebody breaks their leg or something, then their leg is broken on the whole episode. Mm-hmm. But at some point, and I don't know exactly where it was, they started like killing characters or, or, or having them get run over with cars or just like ridiculous things. And then in the next, in the next scene, they'd be there mm-hmm. just fine, you know? And, and so they're basically going, Oh man, wouldn't it be funny if, and then just doing it, and then and going, then yeah, but that that really had nothing to do with the story, so let's just keep them there. Yeah, like yeah. that. I would love that for to just be real life. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's, I'm gonna jump out your window right see, now. Let's see how it works. Second story. I'd I'd be okay, right? Let's swing some of my swords at each other. <laughs> this took a weird turn. <laughs> it did. Yeah. You know, before we move to another subject, I just got to say I'm pretty sure Cleveland is is where that came from. I think the lines started to get blurred with him falling out of his bathtub. Oh, no, and, no, no, and no. Ha- and having the house fall on him one time and having just all, oh. all the different variations of that. I yeah. Think. 
just eventually was like, well, fuck it. You know, we're doing this at Cleveland every episode. We may as well just murder somebody. That's a good point. Yeah. And not like when they did Brian and it was like an actual part of the story, but um, yeah, I like the temporary thing. I, like, that's the thing that makes that show its own show, you know? Yeah. Because, like, they've joked about, you know, that they recycled Simpsons premises or whatever. But, like, when they, <laughs> when they do shit like that, that that's unique to Seth MacFarlane, you know? I saw one recently where I forget what was even, like, actually going on in the scene. But Stewie's standing there next to Brian, and he just... I don't remember if he turned to the screen or if he turned to Brian. I think he turned to Brian, and he just goes, you know, we say we didn't borrow that much from The Simpsons, but we borrowed a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. Well, we should, I mean, talk about actual music stuff before people just turn us off, I think. Let's do it. Um, so you guys just started working on your third album? Yeah, uh, we've been working on it all year, but in a very low capacity way. Yeah. So kind of on tour was when it really started to take shape again. I'd written uh, like a song and a half, uh, shout out to Ogar Burl, um, when we were... <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Oh, the lyric. I'll just write like a song and a half. In the time that takes to say you might want to pass. Yeah, let's not get into that game because I'll just rap everything at you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd written like a song and a half before we left. And then when we were on tour, Danny gave me like another six beats. And uh, now we're about halfway there suddenly. Nice. So, Lizard on a chair. Lizard on a chair, blizzard on a snare. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. I almost sent it I to you, but you were one. driving, and I, yeah. I know how crazy you go for blizzards, and I just didn't want bad. Yeah, thing I would have, I would have pulled over and got one, and then I come here and get diarrhea in your house, and nobody Di- wants diarrhea that. in your bed, diarrhea in your RV, diarrhea in your cat's litter box. He shit on the floor. He shit on the walls. He shit on the mirror. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, the sequel? Yeah. The interquel. I, I don't remember that one. Yeah. You know what? You know what, though? I've, I'm going to out myself on this one because I don't think you know about this, but you'll find it funny. I threw up on Gradient's bathroom wall. Oh, no. Yeah. Projectile vomit. It was out of my control. Um, I cleaned it up, though. That reminds me of, um, did you tell him? Is he going to find out this way? Oh, no, I told him. Okay. I, I threw up for like five minutes and then cleaned up for like 20 and then <laughs> then came out and was like, I, I got most of it. I'm so, I'm so sorry. And most he, of it. You're <laughs> sick. Dude. You're they, sick. No, okay. I cleaned up. You should come out and be like, hey, you got any 409? I, I, I cleaned up everything that was there, but there was a rug and some of it got embedded in the rug. And what was I going to do at that uh. point? You know, Evan from the Illusionist was telling me. I think I I think I know which tour made it was, but I don't I don't remember precisely enough to out them on this. But after one of the tours, when we were all staying in Eugene, um, he had whoever our tour mate was with him, and said that he had like an emergency dump. And ended up shitting like while taking his pants off, and 
like I guess it got like all over. And I um, guess I I don't I don't remember the details. I just remember him saying like, you know, shit on my bathroom <laughs> rug or whatever. And I was like, wait, that happened? Like, how did I never hear about that? Like, it wasn't that long ago that he told me. Um, I was like in his bathroom or something, and he's like, hey, just don't shit on the rug, like so and so. I'm like, what the? F-? So um, you wouldn't be the first to do a thing like that. You know, I I had to tell him this, too, and I just want everyone listening to know it's not because I, like, got trashed or anything like that. That's that's what I was telling Grady and was like, please. You're just broken inside. Yeah, exactly. Like, please tell your mom it's not because I just, like, downed a bottle in her driveway. I'm just messed up inside, like yeah. you said. <laughs> yeah. This we, just happens. We get along that way that you have things happening from one side, I have them happening from the other. We pretty much don't eat the same things. If, Coincidence? Maybe. <laughs> if we're we, lacking essential vitamins. If we ever fused into one bean, we'd just die. There's not enough nutrients. <laughs> I, thought, I mean, I'm sure there'd be other reasons why we'd die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> In that scenario. <laughs> Uh, the least of which being that science just hasn't come that far yet. We got to wait another 10 years before we fulfill our dream of being one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is probably a weird way for Ange to find out. What? Oh, I think she knows. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. She's probably seen or heard some <clears throat> things. You know, Normally, I show her the funny things, you know, so... <laughs> If if you ever said some really fucked up thing in a text that made me laugh super hard, I probably just turned it to her. I was like, eh. Nice, nice. It's kind of kind of like tour rules, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Except, well, no, I guess it'd be about the same amount of Instagram, but she does show me those things. <laughs> That's the before I ever had an Instagram. The only thing I knew of it was she just randomly show me. Like suicide girls' butts, and I'm like, "What is this app that you have? You're always showing me these things." This magical app. I'm like, <laughs> and I think after about six months of it, I was like, "What is this thing called? Like, what is it for?" <laughs> it's like, wait, social media, but it's not for words. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> then you realize pictures can be of butts and cats. There's so many cats, and so many butts. It's like. Butts Who could ask for anything more? You know, it's it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty ki- neat. Kitties and titties. Yeah, that that yeah. This took a weird turn. I really <clears throat> um, dislike editing audio in in my life, and yet I've cursed myself with a conversation piece that's off the cuff every time. I come with no plan, no direction for the episode. And then have to cut out all these, um, well. This one so far is Gotham and Instagram butts and, oh yeah, there's an album that exists, but anyway. Yeah, you didn't really want to talk about that. You know what? I didn't mean to brush past it so quickly, but it just kind of happened. I mean, are you a musician? I have been known to do raps from time to time. How do you usually do that? With my mouth. 
in the context of a group called Double Dragon. <laughs> I have to hand you that one. I'm playing. I'm giving you underhand pitches here, dude. You really are. You just can't talk about music today. I can't. Uh, can we play T-ball instead? These pitches are too difficult. But yeah, Double Dragon raps. Uh, it's my job. Obviously, Beats is Danny's job. Um, this album is going to be pretty Oop. good, oh. I think. Uh, despite popular belief and you know what our track record has shown, I think... We've got the tools together to make songs people want to listen to this time around. So it sounds a lot like a nice. locker room, like <laughs> post-show interview on ESPN or something. I did not have sexual relations with Danny. That's <laughs> God damn it, man! I feel like I wanted to separate you guys because I thought we'd get like more real in-depth shit. You know, like this would be I can be real be good. I can be real and let's then, be in depth. And then they're just getting weirder. All right, no, let's be in depth. Let's be real. I mean, if 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 yours is this weird, imagine how weird Danny's is going to be. You know, what's going to be strange is he's probably going to be professional as fuck because he hasn't done a lot of interviews and podcasts and stuff like that. So I think he still probably wants to take it seriously and try and represent himself well but so you're you're famous though no I'm you not do even... the press junket oh no i've done circuit. like oh no i've done like three more than him <laughs> in all honestly but uh i just feel so comfortable with you i feel so loose wow yeah actually that was one thing i enjoyed about the rare form tour was the first day on stage we were just like hardcore fucking with each other in front of the audience oh yeah um, I, I say so much mean shit about you and sometimes i can tell they think i mean it <laughs> oh I, yeah i'm not even usually looking at them i'm just like in in the the moment of of how can i one-up you in that mo <laughs> you know uh and i don't even really think about it until we're like after the show packing up going oh that happened didn't it <laughs> <laughs> there were other people around when we said those that. things. But that's the cool thing about like a, re a recurring tour, you know. Like now I count you guys among uh, a, a small number like uh, my friend Sarks from Seattle and Zach HB, uh, who formerly of Minneapolis, now he lives in New York. But um, the couple people that I've done multiple tours with who weren't like in my group, mm -hmm. you know, there's not many of them. And it's cool. Cause every time we go back and do another one, it's just like family at that point. Yeah. There's no like adjustment period. Yeah. You know, and you know, uh, Danny and I occasionally say things to you about how cool you are. We try to tone those down because we, we know you have a huge <laughs> ego and you know all that stuff but uh yeah i just really like myself too much but, but really you know it was it is you know an honor and a lot of fun to be able to go out and do these tours with you and shit and uh the first time around you know we really wanted to impress you we were like this guy doesn't remember what it was like when we played with him a year ago and eugene i, didn't. I knew it i knew <laughs> it i was like it would be unrealistic to I expect i didn't tell it. you that i did yeah yeah you didn't we i just was what? like hey i talked to you at this show and you remember that much yeah 
Yeah. Because I remember the conversation and, and like I had written you in my phone as being from Berkeley and then you said you live in Tracy and then we get here and the GPS says you live in Mountain House. And so like I remember that whole conversation of like, yeah, no, I remember because you guys were talking about Gilman and the Bay yeah. and whatever. And somehow I got confused as to who who was from where. But yeah, I, I remembered meeting you, you, but not not the show. I don't even remember anything about that show, honestly. I I have the poster. You, you wanna, I know it was the Architects release show. You want to mock me for being a rock star? And you're going to come at me with this attitude? I've, I've played it. Oh, I've played it lucky so many that's times. That's what I was going to say. I don't like, even, even how many think about it, you know. Shows I've played with the Architects, man. Like, <laughs> if I were to ask them, hey, do you remember the time? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I didn't. I had no idea who you were at first, and I just almost said something on stage about your Crush Kill hoodie. I was just gonna be like, "And that's a cool fucking hoodie, man," but it didn't happen. I'm glad I didn't because I don't like complimenting you anymore. Well, I thought um, I was glad that somehow the conversation danced around it because when when you just said that to me a few minutes ago, I was like, "Oh God, he's doing this on the air. I don't know how to." Take I, compliments. I saw it on you your know. face, and I went. I rolled I was, out of it. I was like, I was like, insult him, insult him. <laughs> it was an Take honor. Take him back you to his comfort zone. Punch him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no, it's weird for me still. Like I don't, uh, I don't understand things. I still live in the same brain, you know, where I, everything I do is never enough, mm-hmm. and so, like, occasionally people that i play with or or or, you know family or whatever like i've had a couple times uh recently people pull me aside and like look me in the eye and tell me something genuine like that about what i am doing or what i have done and it's like i can't digest it like really i feel like a piece of crap like all the time like Am I wrong? <laughs> like, uh, if I'm so wrong, does that nice. make me crappier? Yeah. Like, I <laughs> thought I had my finger on the pulse. No, uh, it's it's cool. It's cool. You know, I I definitely know that about you because I've said nice things to you on several occasions. I guess that's just on the record now. People know that. <laughs> but I remember, like, second day of tour i said something about like god it's so great to like be back together no this 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 year year. i was like so great to like be back together and blah 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 and all this stuff and you were just like are you seriously getting emotional already (laughs) are you bringing this up now and i was like fine i'll wait then and i turned to gradient and was like you know it's really great being a part of your first (laughs) time you'll cherish these memories forever yeah no i'm i'm with you it was good I I really like being out with you guys, and sometimes I don't know how to process things. Like, I'm so used to just being upset with things or something Yeah. that when good things that aren't my wife or my cat or my dog are presented to me, then it's like, whoa, this is... You know, like you wake up thinking, well, today's going to suck, but... Uh, Every day. You know, and then when like shit goes right, you're like, what the... F- okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's just... No, no. You and I get along on this. Yeah, we yeah. definitely do. Yeah. What What I was going to say earlier, though, uh, 
was on that first tour, first few shows, we knew you guys didn't really have any like expectations or really preconceptions of us because yeah. you didn't really remember. And we just wanted to really blow you guys away with our stage show and also not drive you insane with who we are as people. <laughs> cause like the whole drive to Reno for that first show. Cause remember we drove up and you guys drove down we and we met separate, there. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole drive up there, Danny's like, God, I hope they don't hate us. Like this is going to be so awkward if they just like can't stand us. And three days in, they're just like, this is your side of the van. Shut up and stay on it. You know, I've so. never really had one of those. Like the only times, I think that I've ever been like genuinely upset with people. It has nothing to do with like anything that a person said or anything like that. It's always like when it comes to the, like the professionalism of the tour or something, you know, like just weird stuff. Like I, I can, I think I can say without, without saying, who but like there was one time when we back in the illusionist days we went out um with somebody who hadn't gone out before and they ended up they showed up with like an entourage of their friends and were like driving multiple vehicles of their own and i was like wait what the fuck like you know how much money we're making on this like i can't give you the gas money, you know, from these guarantees, like, what are you doing? We were supposed to meet and, you know, and drive together or whatever. And like, we ended up doing like half the tour separately or some shit because they wanted to, you know, party with their friends or whatever. And I was like, this, this is bullshit, you know? So there's things like that that'll piss me off. Yeah. Um, that's, but you know, absurd. Uh, Danny making really, really weird crude jokes was, the Nothing weirdest, but entertaining. The weirdest. The weirdest. The weirdest. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, I still think that first day, man, I I think all of us remember that first weird uh, moment. And from then, I was like, what this was guy's going to be entertaining. What was the first weird moment? What well, did he say? I can't say it on here. It's horrible. Uh, uh, like, it's not horrible, but it's filthy. <laughs> you know what? I've thought of, like, three examples since we brought up Dan of, like, oh, maybe I could say this. No. Maybe I could say this. No. So there's, like, no way to really clue people in. You just have to be around Danny for more than 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, someday... I'm I'm going to write my second book and it's going to be about touring and uh, I'll I'll be able to probably get away with some more stories in that just be, given the demographic of who would actually like how easy it would be to get that information, you know. Yeah. Um versus here if anyone hears it they could share it and go oh, listen to this thing and whatever. Yeah. You know? So I won't do that. But what you were saying a few minutes ago about the Vacant Eyes tour it was pretty much how I felt when I went uh, and did the Illusionist and Carnage tour a few years ago. You're our Carnage. Let, that's, like, let that sink in. That's not... I No. No. Yeah, Carnage is our Carnage. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's... No. But... Um, I made Sam uncomfortable. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we knew 
who we were playing next to. And we also knew that we finally got to break out all this new, like, Death of a Salesman stuff. And so, like, we did the same thing as you guys did. Like, we're going to make the best, hardest fucking set ever, you know, for this tour. Like, this is going to be the best one. And it it was. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure when you're, like, meeting someone for the first time and instantly, like, intimate going out on a whole trip together and, like... You put pressure on yourself, you know, to act a certain yeah. way or to play a certain way. Yeah, definitely. And that's uh, kind of our plan moving forward is to try and continue to book shows with or book tours with bigger headliners and have me do all the booking work and stuff like that kind of Yeah. to make that link happen and definitely gonna have a lot more of those situations in our future of just like ah damn hope hope this isn't too much for them too much too fast (laughs) (laughs) once you've known me for not a little too weird yeah once you've known me for a while it's like excusable for me to make literally everything you say into a pun or a song (laughs) lyric or vice versa but you know initially i should probably like chill out a little bit I think it's great. I think you plus gradient is a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, we bonded quite a lot over our terrible senses of humor. Yeah, I mean, separately, you guys are both great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I remember feeling, like, really guarded when the Illusionist toured with Christoph Crane. Like, out of all the tours I've been on, I felt, like, the least like myself on that one. With Kristoff? Yeah. Because that, that was still pretty early um, mm. for us. I think that was like 2012. We had only been out a few times. And I don't know. I just really looked up to the guy. And he was, like, he was always cool to us and p- would put us on shows or come out to see us if we came in town. And, you know, I don't know why. I was just intimidated by him for some reason. Nicest dude. But I, I was just like... This guy's music is very, like, very nice, and he's very, like, deep, and I just thought my, like, asshole sense of humor was not going to play, so I, like, toned it down the whole time, and, like, you know, I fucking, you know, whereas normally, just like you, I'd be like, no, I'm not fucking eating there, or whatever, like, I, would, I was eating Indian food with him, and he's handing me stuff off his plate, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to eat it, though, because it's you. Yes, yeah, And, uh... And like it was strange, it was very out of character for me, even though I did book it and drive it and tour manage it and everything and kind of run the show. But then, like, after you get to know a guy a little bit better, you realize like the artist is just one part of the person, yeah, you know. And it was like all that stuff was just you know, dumb pressure I put on myself. That's why when we went out with Carnage, it was like, all right, we're just gonna focus on playing a really kick ass show. We already know this guy's cool, yeah, you know, we're good with each other. Let's. Let's just focus on the music. and But I always did feel weird about that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That was a short one, like a week out with somebody. And uh, it wasn't like long enough for me to break down those those walls, I guess. Yeah. Where I, that, I had, that I had built up of like. To really you know, have oh, those conversations. Oh, this guy's going like, to judge me or something for being a certain way 
and it and it never happened at all. You know, he was he was the coolest dude. And what you were saying about um, wanting to do more of these things for Double Dragon, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will look at a tour flyer or something and be like, "Oh fuck, how how are those guys getting out there again?" Or mm-hmm. they just you know did this or whatever. It was like the amount of work <laughs> that you put into these last two tours that I put into all the previous ones, it's it's not nothing. Yeah. You know, the majority of the work that goes into a tour happens before you ever leave town. Yeah. And it's exhausting and horrible. And when you are a, a younger artist or a smaller artist, you make friends with somebody and you talk about tour and whatever generally you would get on that because of the work you're willing to do in your case you work for dtr in my case i just did it myself um but booking having the transportation you know tour managing all those things are valuable assets having daddy nanny uh manage sound exactly yeah i like Going out with you guys on this most recent one was the least I ever had to do on anything. Really, um, this one? I thought vacant. I, oh, well, because you I were did, driving I did, on yeah, vacant I eyes. Even, I couldn't even drive, so I just did the shows and complained. Um, that was my job, basically. And you were excellent at complaining. Yeah, so. that's my forte. Um, there were definitely a couple times where I was like, oh, shit, everything's... Everything's falling apart. Sam's so disappointed in me right now. Shit. Start, RV. Start. (laughs) I I told... You're making a fool of me. On the Gradient episode, I was like, the contrast between your, like, first tour, no responsibilities, optimism, and, like, my jaded, this is not going the way that I think it should be, (laughs) um, like, anger uh, was huge. And I was like, I hope that didn't ruin the whole thing for you. He's like, no, pretty much... I wouldn't expect anything else and also uh he's like you know whenever you were upset is because there was something going wrong he's like it's not like you were just horrible or something yeah uh, i was like yeah i'm just making sure though because like you i was even angry at your happiness sometimes you know he's like oh yeah you know i could tell (laughs) (laughs) i think i think knowing you that's just something you got to realize that you've signed up for yeah i guess so oh yeah but it was the least it was the least amount of work I ever had to do on tour because, um, you know, you were managing the tour and driving while well, you guys were splitting it up. And Danny ran the sound like normal. And Doug actually started running the merch. Um, I mean, in terms of like setup and takedown. Yeah, Merch Monkey is so, evolving. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I had it in some ways the easiest I've ever had it on that tour. And then have a week off and then going to this tour, uh, the world has no idea where I'll be the sole driver and running the merch, not just for me, but for Crush Kill. And like, I don't know how it's going to be. I heard they sold out of everything they brought to Denver. Wow. And like when I went to the five year or like sound set and I've helped run the table, it's like constant at those special events so i'm prepared to be working my ass off like i have four tubs of merch between me and the crush kill stuff so i think i'm gonna be pretty much constantly working from 
driving, sound check, set up table, perform, run table, go to bed. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a change of pace. Yeah, definitely. Damn. But again, so that's like, you're prob- just like what you do, no matter, no matter what, you know, you're, you're doing your work, you know? And on this time it was like, oh fuck, we're in a pinch. Like we can't bring out certain people to help. Like, Hey, I'll put my hand up. I'll take on more. I'll do this. Earn your place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I've all, ever since my very first tour, which was with uh, my band Multiple Organisms, and it's very, <laughs> well, not its very first, but one of its first incarnations. It was just me and a drummer and a bassist. And we did the West Coast for two weeks, and about 10 days into the tour, both of them quit the band. And nice. we had to drive 15 hours hating each other. And there was, you know, a lot of hiccups on the road and a lot of not being able to deal with it. And ever since then, I've always told people whenever they want to talk to me about being involved with the tour or whatever, like, unless you can deal with everything going wrong and come to me with solutions in those moments, then, like, you, I don't want you to come, really. Like, <laughs> you need to be able to deal with that because everything's going to go wrong and we're going to have to find a show in the same town that we're in the night of because something's going to fall through. You know, we're going to get broken down somewhere. Stuff's going to happen, and I don't need... You're just giving me horrible flashbacks right now, and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, you know, just that stuff happens, and, like, you got to be able to deal with it when it happens. Otherwise, you're not prepared to be on the road. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I'm very much a homebody and a, a jack of few trades. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm not a... a fix it kind of guy or or uh, a person who's able to improvise in life and so i always try to go into this stuff preparing as many different aspects as i can you know planning it out to a t and and making sure that the work is done you know on the front end and and just expecting that we're going to work now. You know, if you look at it like, oh, we're going on vacation and everyone's dicking around, then the the tour is going to suffer, you know? Yeah. The people you're with, the, you know, the shows themselves, if, you know, people are just out getting fucked up and whatever, you know, or not showing up on time and, you know, splitting off from the group. I mean, it is it is work. You know, like yeah. if, if if you want to make a career of it, why else would you be going on tour doing these little underground tours? You know, it's not yeah. like you're opening up for Sublime or something and playing 3,000 people, you know. Yeah, it's not like you're paying that, that buy-on. Yeah, you know? right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we never got that gradient buy-on. No, no, he put $70 in the gas tank. Oh, sweet. <laughs> and and st- He beat me by 10 bucks. And he told me that he lost... Oh, no, he told me that I lost his credit card. On the first gas stop on the first day. And we searched for like a good 10 minutes, and I kept telling him, it's in your wallet. It felt like an eternity. And you know where it was? In his wallet. No, it was in his other wallet. Remember? He had two wallets. Oh, fucking phone thing yeah i remember that 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 right there was a a a pretty good like you posted some photos the other day and in one of them it was just the rv 
in the vast Walmart parking lot. Yeah. And the guy's standing out there on their phones or whatever. And I was like, this perfectly sums up the Rare Form Tour experience. Oh, but, it definitely does. But that first day of the digging around to the wallet, obliviously uh, stuck in that moment was also a pretty good summation of some of our experiences <laughs> yeah yeah just the value of the idiot check you know oh yeah just I, you know I, I really it's not in there it's not in there i'll look okay i guess i'll look oh sam's gonna hate me see now that's not the only time i heard those words on tour <laughs> but this is the guy who lost his only sweatshirt that he brought on that tour r.i.p yeah. Although that's unfair. It might still be out there somewhere. Who knows? I feel bad. I know the value of a of a comfortable sweatshirt and it's yeah. priceless. It was a good find. I paid way too much money for it too just because it was at the Smashing Pumpkins show and I I was like, "Fuck, they got the zero one from like the 90s." Like, mm, I got to have it. I've, I've fallen victim to similar traps. It lasted like four months. <laughs> oh my god! Are you Maybe serious? Five. Yeah, I bought it in the springtime when I saw him in Portland. Man, yeah, too bad. Oh well, I got my my crush kill one to keep me warm on this one. There you go, but it just won't won't replace what has been lost. I collect band shirts and. I I only have a few hoodies. I don't have that many. Hoodies are luxury items when you're as poor as we are. Yeah, I mean they're not cheap. Um, you want me to pay forty dollars for one article of clothing? It was worse than that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it it was like a I wouldn't do this for any other band <laughs> kind of situation. <laughs> um, See, I never. Well, I mean, I guess I should have known that you liked Smashing Pumpkins that much. Yeah, yeah, well... I always knew the, they were up there for you. Yeah, you well, know? that that album that the Zero uh, design is from is my favorite album of anything. Like, of anyone. Of anything? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Melancholy is my favorite, regardless of genre. Interesting. Yeah, so that's why, like, seeing that show and seeing them play a bunch of those songs, like, acoustic and broken down, and they got their original drummer back, and, like... Oh, that was like a magical night. So I associate it with that night. That's the only reason I was bummed on that fucking... Yeah. I was like, fuck, I couldn't find it. You know, it's not like, uh, I don't know, you associate it with the experience. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, uh, would you mind if we hit pause on this? I got to go cry on the toilet for a good 10 minutes. Oh, the result of many farts. Dude, absolutely. Well, I don't really have anything else I needed to cover. I think I've got plenty... If you are, yeah, good. sure. Let's just keep it what I just said. Why not? Let's just end it on that <laughs> note. Are we gonna? Yeah, sure. Like, Fuck oh. it. It's the Sammy Warm Hand Show. You've said much worse about your bodily <laughs> functions. Cool. Well, um, skeptics gonna go blast the Duke and blast. Yeah. Thanks for talking. Yeah. Thanks for letting me talk. Happy pooping. Happy indeed. All right, thanks for tuning in. Me and Skeptic, this is Double Dragon, Ultimatums. Gotta make it work, I don't have another option. Pissed in the wind, so I'm saying fuck caution. All those up on the ride, no 
wait, I'm getting off it and said I'm here for good, no hops in. Bidding possibilities, ripping Ross soliloquies, the uncut dope, my sentences be killing fiends that wouldn't bleed. The unwilling sleep, so we'll keep counting drops, you will keep counting sheep. Never paid my way on to a bill, never unnecessarily flex the skill, never broke murder raps, nor would I ever kill, though it's highly likely that I'm terminally ill. Patiently waiting for priority placement in the basement, an audience was hating, potential is wasted, along with enemies, gotta keep warm, hence the effigy. Girlfriends, regular friends, like your patience, yo, everything yo, ends. When all said and done, how will your time have been spent? Will you regret every cent that you lent? Girlfriends, regular friends, like your patience, yo, everything yo, ends. When all said and done, how will your time have been spent? Will you regret every cent that you lent? I used to know this girl, keywords used to, but she left, but we didn't blow up like the juice crew. She's hella mad when she's on YouTube Hearing all the hype about her ex-blues group Success is a dish best served warm And I sure would love some heat to help me through the storm And answers weren't directed when he fails to conform So I met you what they do with our corporeal forms I was only joking when I said that You don't wanna see what's locked in my head The only way we'd be better off dead Is roles were reversed and we were you instead of blind Jepper let his block by a cloth of the water Came home with none, really stressed out his daughter He was under the impression that the flock had fled But what he failed to see was that the Too much passion, invested too much love to find another course of action. So whether or not we sacrifice to the person that you're asking. 